0: I laughed. I cried a number of times. I sweat. I danced. I got a shot. I ate. And I had many epiphanies. Hello, Hello. legend. Hi, Barbie.
1: How's it going?
0: (laughs) So good. Back, back, back for another week.
1: (laughs) You guessed it. Maybe the biggest week of our life.
0: Probably. Probably. (laughs) I would say. We think so. Yeah, me thinks, for sure. Um, okay, wait, we're not alone here. I was going to say, can you <gasps> feel
1: another presence, legends? Yes.
0: Boop. Oh. goop,
1: <laughs> Um We have our first guest. <gasps> and our very first legend. Legend guest. Okay, it's... My brother, not Adam. You are incorrect.
0: No. It's Eric. And they were all thinking, oh, it must be Adam.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And all of you are dumb.
2: Hello legends, <laughs> it's me, Legend 01, self-dubbed title. <laughs> as I believe I was actually the first listener of the pod. Whoa. Unless you can dispute that, I think I will claim it as my own.
0: No, that's narcissist talking lore. Yes.
2: <laughs> you are <laughs> made narcissist it. talking now, yes. I'm in the club. Oh my gosh.
0: We're so excited to have you on the pod, Eric. Long time coming. Yes. Oh, six episodes in literally, what? Literally. Seriously.
2: Um, let's make it worth it. Yeah. I think so. In mm-hmm. this episode, like you mentioned, the biggest of our lives.
0: Yeah. Certainly.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh huh. This is the event that I'll be telling my children about that I hopefully don't have. And I- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. Mommy loves you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Gulp. <laughs> <Gold>. um, anyways, <laughs> so we're talking about Barvenheimer. Exactly. Oh, and I feel like we should acknowledge the cold open.
1: Oh, yeah. In case you guys, it might have been quiet, turn up the volume. Um, but that was Gwyneth Paltrow, and I have no idea what that was in reference to. It was a video of her talking about an experience she had. And and that's also how we felt after yeah. last night. You guys, less than 24 hours ago. Well. <laughs> I feel like I say that a lot, and we keep recording podcasts right after. Like, we are yeah. right on the pulse. We are... Recording after a big thing and then putting it out for you guys. You're so
0: welcome. You're so welcome, legends. Um, And I do have to say, last night was super fun, but the fun didn't start there, Jason. On Wednesday, we actually saw the early access Barbie blowout party. Um, (laughs) AMC AMC (laughs) theater. Yes, shout out. Another legend, friend of the pod. Um, And we saw Barbie. And then on Tuesday, we saw Oppenheimer and Barbie again. So it was a cute little Barbie sandwich.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Eric joined us for the second two-thirds. Yes, yes.
2: I was lucky enough to be selected as worthy of witnessing this event with them <laughs> in person. Actually, throwback to I was say, episode one, when I was listener one. one. Wow. I, uh, I think you guys alluded to it, because cinema was back. Yeah. That was the title, right? <laughs>
0: yes, and Let it's Let me
2: tell you, back. Legends. Yes, it's back. But anyway, I was listening to that in the car on the way to see Spider-Verse. which you guys were talking about oh
0: my god actually
2: fun fact i was in bed i was wiped after a long day of pickleball I was like (laughs) i had a ticket to see the movie and i was like i don't have it in me to go i can't go and then i started listening to the podcast and you guys single or (laughs) double-handedly convinced me to get out of bed in my car and go see the movie
0: we are changing lives. <laughs> yes.
2: Altering the course.
0: Oh my god. Even if we just life.
2: change one life, it will have been
1: worth it. Yes.
0: <laughs> this is all worth <laughs> it.
2: Yes. And at some point in that podcast, you guys were talking about Barbenheimer, which is coming up. Yeah. And yeah. I, foreshadowing. I hit pause. Actually, I don't think I hit pause on the podcast. I said, hey Siri, call Jason now. And um, <gasps> oh! Siri! <laughs> and I've just triggered Siri within the room.
0: Oh, uh, Queen, go back to sleep. set? Oh no! Don't stop. set anything! Stop! Stop! What should I set it <laughs> Set nothing, Siri! Oh
2: my god. Oh my this is chaotic.
0: god. Okay. Hopefully
1: that resolves anyway,
2: itself.
0: Siri is a get, Barb.
2: To round out <laughs> the end of this story, I asked them to purchase me a ticket to the Barbenheimer double feature whenever they purchase tickets, and so they did.
1: Yes, and that led to yesterday, basically. Um, anyways, I think, well, we'll just give you a review of both. We're going to do a little spoiler-free to give you a little teaser, but then we are going to dig into spoilers
0: just so we can speak on everything. Mm-hmm. We'll give you warning, though. Don't click away. Don't click away, Legends. Stay in line. <laughs> if you're in line. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what should we start with? There was some debate earlier, and we didn't actually put a bow on that present.
1: Um, I think we do it in, in the order of operations that we mm. saw it in.
2: Wait, okay. so you want to talk about Barbie twice? No, okay, no. Back, just the, just Bar- okay. Oppenheimer first. Just Thursday, isolating Thursday. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I, I will say that we kind of did Oppen B, B, rather than Barbenheimer. Yeah. Oh yeah, Opper B. But I think that's the correct way to do it, having done it that way.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm you glad you brought this up because this was something, I, it was on my list. Um, that is the way to do it, I would say. Just based off of timing alone, Oppenheimer is a long movie. It's Three a hours beast. And nine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Goliath, <laughs> girly. Um, yeah, no. So for sure, do Oppenheimer first if you can, and then the Barbie as a little dessert, little treat.
2: Mm-hmm. Totally.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Uh, Yeah. And that's actually a question that I've gotten a lot. So good thing we're setting it here on the podcast. This is the order to do it in. Okay. But also now I want to say this too. Mm -hmm. If you can, you don't have to do them both on the same day. Yeah. It's almost maybe better to not do them on the same day.
2: (laughs) But then you don't get your Barbenheimer card.
0: That's true. Right.
1: But I just for the for the average consumer, that's a lot of content.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of the legends are really basic, so. <laughs>
2: Absolutely destroying them. <laughs> Drag them to absolute hell. Yeah. Exactly, yes. exactly.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so Jason actually sent a really silly tweet that I'm going to be reading off now. Um, for those planning on doing a Barbenheimer double feature, a word of caution. Barbie before Oppie, your tears will be sloppy. Oppie before Barbie, you'll want to party. And I feel like that, yes, yes, Mm -hmm. that sums it up so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the Twitter.
1: Exactly. Um, I don't know, should we just dive in? Do
2: it. Do it. We've got to start somewhere. Oh,
0: okay, here we go. Oppenheimer. What's Oppenheimer about? Does anyone (laughs) want to give us some?
2: Um,
1: Oppenheimer is about the famed scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer, who was alive during the 20th century. Um, And he is famous for his work in quantum physics. Have I lost you guys yet? (laughs) Um, And then he also led the Manhattan Project, was the U.S., um, like, whatever, secret project to develop the first atom bomb, which... If you are a person you know that was successful and that um, successful. Oh. Oh the no. The project was successful. The project, the object was to this is, comes up, not a spoiler, kind of. The,
0: no. The object I, yeah.
1: was of the was to create the bomb, and then they did do that. So that I I'd identify yeah. that as success.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and I also will say that. Coming into the movie, I thought it was going to be very focused on the bomb. I thought we were going to be in Japan seeing the shit go down. And if you're here to see people die and burn and crisp, this, like, you're not going to get a lot of that. So don't worry. Because that's what I was really nervous about. Oh. That's okay. It's more about the process leading up to building the atomic bomb and then actually like the witch hunt that follows. And Oppenheimer basically... They're trying to decide if he is a national security threat or not, and very interesting.
2: Yes, this is part of the story that most people, as for sure me, had not heard of, the Oppenheimer story, the aftermath. Because um, it's a really intriguing and um, complicated political drama that ensues afterwards. Um, so yeah, it, at, at some points, it was tough to stick with it, yeah. when they were interrogating him, and they were all going having these back and forths with large, weighty topics, and they were using metaphors, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm trying to tread water here and stick <laughs> with the plot. Uh yeah. but a fun challenge, I would say.
0: hmm If you're up for a challenge, Oppenheimer can be a challenge at times, which is kind of like one of my critiques about the movie. And like overall, I had like so much fun watching this movie. I thought it was awesome just a blast. And I was never bored. At times I was challenged where I was like, okay, (laughs) where are we going? Um, but one of my critiques is that because it is such a big blockbuster film and like they didn't market it that way. Like, I don't think it's Christopher Nolan wasn't doing the Barbie tour, but it kind of got looped into like this Barbie Oppenheimer thing. So now everyone's seeing Oppenheimer as they should. I thought it was wonderful. But, um, I think for the average person, the average girly like me, who doesn't, I'm not a war girly, so, like, I didn't have a lot of context about what the F was going on most of the time, (laughs) which is fine, which is fine. I hung in there. Um, But I I did leave Oppenheimer and Google, what is Oppenheimer about? And then um, (laughs) went from there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it definitely was um, tough at times. I actually found, like, it's kind of hard to separate the movie into, like, chunks. Usually there's, like, a three-act structure going on um but this sort of felt like four to five acts um of the same length of an act of a normal movie because of the length because it's three <laughs> hours um I found myself sort of towards the middle I was like oh kind of get a little fatigued but then like act whatever four and five um was really I felt like really engaged you yeah like, I really mm-hmm. felt like um I was like oh wow this is sort of a different movie almost like that we're getting the plot-wise, like, it was really intriguing. Uh, More political drama versus, like, the the beginning is sort of very reflective or, like, introspective from Oppenheimer because he's, like, thinking about all these things. I guess that happens throughout because he's reconciling with, obviously, bringing something into the world that
0: changed the world forever. Could destroy the world. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that our guy C. Nolan loves to do is jump – between timelines, so this one does go back and forth between pre and post bomb dropping. Um, although they delineate that with some black and white versus color, so it is a well, little bit e- easier to follow that. But also, go ahead and say what else that the yeah, color difference because the,
1: there are scenes like in the future that are not black and white. So it's most like the black and white future. It's all in the past. Um, the black and white is, uh, if it's black and white, it's sub- or objective, so basically like undisputable, sort of like facts. And then in color, it's subjective, which means may or may not be the truth, but it's sort of more of a perspective of like Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, there were, upon reflection, there were a lot of scenes that I'm like, oh, well, we weren't really in the room where it happened, so did it happen this way? and how does that change the entire story there's one scene in particular that i'll bring up in the spoiler part um well i'll come back i'll come back foreshadowing Ooh,
1: perfect um and then oh i was gonna say also there's a lot of names a lot of characters oh. in Oppenheimer, and <laughs> that you do get lost a little bit you're like who the hell are they talking
0: about yeah um, like which Like, medium-sized white boy with brown hair is this? Because there's hundreds. (laughs) There's hundreds. Yeah, I actually
1: was going to make a comment, too. um, There's a lot of people, actors in here, where you see them and you go, oh, this guy? I know him. (laughs) But you, like, can't really place him. Um, And I was thinking, the casting call must have literally been um, (laughs) an actor who you were thinking... What are they doing now? (laughs) And then Christopher Nolan said, get them on. (laughs) Get them in
0: here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, Yeah, it it was wonderful, though. I think um, the sound was so cool. The use of sound. Like, there's a lot of anxiety that builds throughout the process of building a bomb. Who knew? Um, And the way they told that wasn't just through, like... The way they told it was through sound and like it almost like a bomb ticking and there was a lot of cuts of actual explosions uh, when like big narrative uh, shocks would happen it was just really cool the way it was filmed yeah directed
2: yeah both sound and um, the visuals like early on they started kind of foreshadowing these atomic reactions happening (laughs) that were very crystal clear um, stuff that Oppenheimer, I guess, was maybe dreaming about or... Yeah, a little abstract. Yeah, having visions of, um, but visually, and of course when the bomb goes off, it's visually amazing.
0: Yeah, big boom. Spoiler.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the score a lot. I'm a huge fan of Ludwig Goransson, who (laughs) did Tenet, and he also did... Well, that was with Christopher Nolan, his first time working with him, because normally Chris Nolan goes with Hans Zimmer, but Hans Zimmer's booked and busy... Doing Dune. Doom. His uh, biggest... <laughs> Dune. <doom. laughs> that should be a soundbite. Um, which is what Hans Zimmer, like, he was like, I need to score this movie if it ever gets made. So fair that he's working on that.
0: Okay, whatever. Yeah, we'll allow <laughs> it. Um,
1: but Ludwig, I've actually enjoyed a lot. He was my most played artist a couple years ago. Okay. Sorry to flex. <laughs> um But the score was really, really good. And I also wanted to say it is, well, at least in our theater, really loud. Loud. It was clocking in at, like, 95 decibels because I was checking. (laughs) And just so you know, I wrote down my little fact um, about sound. That's so
0: Jason. um,
1: Because, uh, what do I say? Um, Oh, the daily limit for 95 decibels is 10 minutes, and the weekly limit is an hour 15
0: Jason cares so much about ear health more than anyone I've ever met in my life, and I think it is so precious. Yeah, take care of those little ears. Well, exactly, because
1: you can't get it back. Once you go deaf, there's some things you can do, but
0: Hmm. it won't be
1: the same, and then you can't listen to music or enjoy movies the same. Not to put people who can't hear in a separate category because they are living
2: their life to the best as well. Mm -hmm. So would you recommend for our legends out there, if you know you're going to see Oppenheimer, prepare three weeks in advance by putting on your mufflers and going silent.
1: you're going to get a three-week dosage (laughs) when you sit down for this
2: baby. I don't know if it works that way,
1: but I will say do not wear earplugs because you will not understand any of the dialogue.
0: Yeah, the dialogue, I thought, like, sound-wise, especially at the beginning, I was like, okay, what is Robert Downey Jr. talking about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) been a a critique of Christopher Nolan for his past couple movies is people are like, what the hell, we can't hear it, and we can't understand the dialogue because it's layered underneath all this. (laughs) Okay,
0: us on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Literally, you guys, we know we're trying to speak up.
0: Okay, especially me, I know, Uh, I get it. We, can you hear me? <laughs> we are
1: just like Christopher Nolan, just to say.
0: Oh, my God. Here's Another
2: thing we have in common. Here's in the industry of sound. Uh-huh. Um, yes. One other thing about Oppenheimer that I've been thinking about ever since yesterday <laughs> was um, how much you can really get in the head and the emotions of J. Robert <laughs> as he's feeling these like, immense moments of anxiety because they get real close up on his face. They kind of blur out the background. You just follow his eyes, and his eyes glaze over, and the sound goes up, and it's like everything drowns out. So they just really do a good job of putting you in his shoes and letting you feel kind of what he felt. With well, that, and also responsibility. like
0: with that, the acting performances are so incredible in this movie. Like everyone was amazing. Oh, I, I especially loved Emily Blunt. I feel like yeah. we don't see her in these type of roles. Super often? I don't know, maybe. I guess I, I'm, maybe.
2: Like less action y, you mean?
0: Yeah, or like less. It just felt very, very serious and very raw. Yeah, emotional. Yeah, emotional, one, yeah, emotional performance. performance. That was awesome. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was incredible. I mean, like, seriously, I could list every single person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. will be... have some buzz, don't you? Like, that was such yeah. a mm-hmm. singular performance. I think everybody will. Well, the, the side characters aren't in there too much, but mm-hmm. um, I was going to say it really hinges on Killian Murphy's <laughs> acting and facial expressions. Like mm-hmm. the amount of close ups of him, it's like. A serious chunk of the movie and uh, perfect because that's what we want to see. Zoom in yes. on Cillian Murphy's face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> More face. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to win the Oscar. Like, I would be. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's literally July. <laughs> but we
1: said Michelle Yo.
0: We did say. We did mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a podcast at the time, so you can't fact check, but too but, bad. <laughs> but it
1: was in our predictions for <gasps> 2020.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, okay. Yeah. There's some evidence. Fact has been checked.
1: <laughs> Boom. Oop. Exactly. Oop. Boom! More like.
0: <laughs> okay, should we get into spoilers?
1: Um, I think we should do... Is it too crazy to do Barbie and no spoilers and then go into spoilers after?
0: No, I think let's be brave and do that. Okay,
1: just so in case that people haven't seen either, which is dumb, go to the theater. <laughs>
0: oh my god, it literally released today, what are you doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't see it early like us? <laughs> um, but okay, so... Okay, whiplash, people. True. We're going into Barbie, and that's the point of Barbie. Yes. Hammer, whiplash.
0: Uh huh. Yes.
2: Test yourself. Test your limits. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> expanding.
0: Um, expanding. Um, what did we think of Barbie?
1: It was a hilarious blast. Super fun.
0: I'm like, when I, I'm properly obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I loved it so much. <laughs> Um, it might be, like, it's seriously, like, top ten favorite movies of all oh, time. Wow. So that's what's okay. Just beware, beware.
2: Yeah. No, I thought it was, like, genuinely very funny throughout the whole movie. Um, most of the jokes hit. There's a few, like, Will Ferrell's character was interesting, but Barbie and Ken, um, Margo, and Ryan absolutely killed it. They yeah. tapped into exactly what they should have done and they kept it going the whole movie
1: yeah i thought the whole movie was like if i had one word to describe it i would say it's really smart like Mm. and obviously that's greta gerwig um because she's so brilliant but it's so funny in like a very intellectual way and not to say like oh it's intellectual but i was just thinking that you said will ferrell kind of had some weird bits and i was like He's sort of there for the people that don't get the other funny parts. (laughs) Yeah, Uh like he's kind of your classic standard—not slapsticky—but he's kind of like ad-libbing funny things to the side, which are funny. But like, I feel like help with some people who maybe like didn't get the. I don't think anybody Mm -hmm. would not get anything else. It's for
2: those who whose comedy cuisines are or comedy palettes are a little bit more bland, (laughs) and they (laughs) prefer like chicken nuggets and ketchup. That's what Will Ferrell's there to do, and everyone <laughs> yeah. loves a well-done chicken nugget and ketchup. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the rest of the cast and the rest of the movie, which is your fine dining.
1: Yeah, and this is not to say like, whoa, we're on the high horse. Like we understand highbrow comedy, <laughs> but we do. But yeah. that's not what I'm.
2: We're, we're narcissists. Come on.
1: <laughs> Just to say like, everyone probably does get the other stuff. But in case you have holdups for whatever reason, misogyny. Mm. Um,
0: Whoa. That's why. Say her name. Um, I actually kind of liked Will Ferrell in it. I think it was... I actually did. I just think he was silly, and I think he did the Will Ferrell thing. Like, it's like, oh, here's Will Ferrell. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of my issue with him as an actor, where it's like he can't really take on a different character other than himself, not by anything of his doing, just because he's so... So distinct. Um, But that's what I like about this movie. There's something for everyone. Um, And I liked that you brought up that it is super smart. But I also think, like, the humor's super clever, but it's also very effortless. Like, I could tell all the actors had such a great time filming this, and were just having so much fun. And, like, that made it, like, I want to know which lines were ad-libbed. Because I felt like there were lines that were just ad-libbed and they were just having silly fun being Barbies. And I think that made a really great film. Mm -hmm.
2: I think everyone's biggest question going into this movie is probably like what the hell is it going to be about? Yeah, like It's just a toy. It could be about anything. It could be just kind of a throwaway plot um, with some humor in there. But I thought the plot, the storyline, the arcs that the characters had was really meaningful. um, And it delivered a a really personal message to everyone in the audience.
1: Yeah, yeah. I That's also why I thought it was, like, smart, too, because taking on... Because obviously there was going to be a Barbie movie, regardless. Like, it was going to get made. So I thought it was really cool that Greta Gerwig was the one to... I mean, Margot Robbie is the producer and, like, spearheaded everything, but Greta Gerwig sort of created the story and, like, how do you take Barbie, which has been, like, so ubiquitous for so long, and, like very polarizing and make it into a movie that sort of everyone can enjoy so I thought it was really clever the way they deployed like the plot and the characterization of everyone Um, and it was really clever like it I felt like it acknowledged a lot of the misgivings for Mm. and like against Barbie Um, which you kind of have to you you can't not if you're making you can't like ignore all of that if you're making a movie about Barbie they were
0: very direct and sometimes like whoa, direct about yeah. the controversies <laughs> of Barbie. Yeah.
1: yeah, I, I, we listened to, like, a different review of Barbie when they had some qualms just sort of about, oh, how much can we really, like, sort of uh, appreciate it if it has to get the sign-off of these big corporations like Mattel is the butt of a few jokes. But I honestly think that... I still think it's as biting as it needs to be and it has the commentary and, like, the... Sorry, this is so dumb. The gravitas, like, too. <laughs> um, Love. He went there. <laughs> like, it really carries the weight, and I think it follows through with what it aims to do. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think it's meant to be this huge critique. I think it's supposed to be like, haha, poking fun at some of these things, like, acknowledging these things, and also being a fun movie. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's supposed to be taking, tearing down anything.
0: Yeah, no. I think, um, I've heard from the Twitter that some people are like, oh, there's like this big, it's heavy handed with the messaging. And at times it is, but it's like, the messages that, that they're being heavy handed is, is like, feminism and like very basic feminism and like very basic like, you can be whoever you wanna be. And like, if that is the message that you're turned off by, then I like, you should probably see this movie actually. Um, And, like, going off that podcast is a podcast we referenced in a couple other episodes, the Pop Culture Happy Hour, and, like, they were going in about the relationship between capitalism and this movie, and I was just so confused, because I think, like, capitalism and perfectionism really go hand in hand, and capitalism thrives off of perfectionism, and this is a movie about tearing down perfectionism, especially for being a woman, And I'm like, the point was so missed. And I'm like, why are we only talking about this in the Barbie movie and not, like, the Super Mario Bros movie that just came out? Like, what? what? Just because it's franchised? I don't get it. Okay, this is, like, we're getting really deep now. It was just, like, a really fun Barbie movie. (laughs) 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 No, but, um, yeah, I feel like we should talk about the plot because we kind of just, like shimmied on over that but
1: yeah I because I didn't want to well we can go if we want to start into spoiler territory because I thought it was really clever how they didn't give much away or you thought you sort of knew what was going to happen and then it sort of is a different storyline than what you think um, going in which I really enjoyed like it was great to have that sort of surprise or that um subversion of expectations
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just uh yeah I, I don't know I haven't I, I'm gonna stop talking. I don't have another thought. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, last general thing I will say about Barbie before we dive. Yeah, deep yeah. Let's end. let's
0: wrap up thoughts before we get spoilery.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I disagree with all the sentiments. I think you just agree, or you disagree. I just agree. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I just agree. I just agree. I
1: thought you said I disagree. and I said, oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Please. damn Barbie to have- hell. <laughs>
2: No, I think the movie is very self-aware, and it achieved its goals. Yes. Yeah. That's all.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Succinct. 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 It's a fun movie. Yeah. And stop trying to make it not a fun movie. It's Mm -hmm. fun
2: and more. More. And more. How about the visuals, you guys? Oh my the god! Cinematography, we the spoken set, out set the design, I know. Yeah. Like the costumes. R-
0: Dude, we got like really freaking deep, and like didn't talk about Barbie at all. Like <laughs> 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 <Whoops>. um, <laughs> the production is so cool. Oh, like yeah. the way they, like I, I know everyone's seen the sets, or like you probably have if you've seen any. Clip of the trailer, but it looks like they're living in a Barbie land and like they drive Barbie plastic cars. But like when I tell you, it is so cool, it's so cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really clever. I actually watched Legends, you should watch. There is a letterboxed interview with Greta Gerwig where she talks about the 33 films that, not just 33, but she names 33 films that influenced Barbie. And it's really cool to see her influences. And what she talks about a lot is um, she calls it authentic artificiality, which is yes. I really sort of like I feel like one of the big points or like a big theme in the movie because she really wanted to sort of mimic the style of movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Like um, a big example would be um, Wizard of Oz, where like you can tell like it's a set, but you sort of just – believing in it anyways. It's sort of like, a, actually look this up. It's called like a central conceit in <gasps> like movies or like Jay film or whatever. Sandra. Where so good. you like sort of agree that to believe in something like sort of like suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, yeah, that's not real but we're sort of believing in it. But it's sort of also the point in Barbie a little bit like that everything is supposed to be fake. Um, but just sort of that believable fakeness and then also how that would be in a, in a toy land. I don't know, I just thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. And the acting is incredible. Um Ryan Gosling is getting a lot of Oscar buzz as he should. He is so funny. He's so funny.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say actually in my like review that I wrote out, um, I said Ryan Gosling is, like, the breakout star and, like, going to be the hit for everyone. And I was like, damn, this, because it's called Barbie. It's, like, not. Whatever. (laughs) Against the themes of the movie a little bit, that he's sort of the one getting most of the praise. Not to say that anyone else isn't, but it's really sort of, he's shining in Mm -hmm. in the movie. He
2: killed it with his uh, bodily humor, the body language humor, where he wasn't even, he didn't have lines. Um, His... his, (laughs) His eyes were like... They got so many <laughs> laughter uh, eruptions from the crowd. Um, and they both did. There was a lot of physical humor, obviously. They're toys, and so... Um, oh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. <laughs> she she, she okay. killed it with the physical humor, too. Her character goes into splits all the time. And like... Does the splits up a wall and down down walls?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's really good. And I was actually like a little bit nervous about Kate McKinnon because sometimes I think Will Ferrell. Yes, totally. Like I think she's very Kate McKinnon, but she was so funny. Um, Yeah, everyone everyone was great. I just had it just a movie that I left the theater and I'm like my cheeks hurt because I'm just smiling the entire time. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Okay, legends, you must see both of these movies.
0: Do it mm-hmm. and report back in the comments. You never comment.
2: <laughs> we have one comment.
0: Oh, Thanks, wait, Legend. where
2: can you comment? Um, Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. see, I'm a Spotify. And that listener. would make sense. Me as well. Me as Spotify me well. As well. Um,
0: not sponsored.
1: <laughs> not sponsored <laughs> yet. Um, mm-hmm. should we go into spoilers? Yeah. And I'm wondering if we a snake where we do barbie spoilers yeah. yeah. and fine. then go back into oppenheimer spoilers
0: love it mm-hmm. okay bye bye but stick around okay yeah, if you
1: haven't seen it end now okay. but save it for later <laughs> yeah. put a pin in this okay come back welcome back hey. welcome. <laughs> um, what'd you think <laughs> did you agree with us i hope so if not Okay. (laughs)
0: Whatever, whatever. Um,
1: Okay, let's go into Barbie spoilers. Yeah. So, recap of the plot. Um, Barbie has stuff going wrong with her. She goes out into the real world to find the child playing with her, to help her. Finds out it's actually the child's mom. Brings them back to Barbie land where Ken had discovered earlier uh, the patriarchy and brought it back. And then... (laughs) um, taught all the Ken's patriarchy, and then that all happens. Um, That's sort of the big point.
0: That is so funny. Like, listening to you say (laughs) (laughs) plot points, I'm like, what? (laughs) The Ken-dom.
1: It was so funny. Like, and that was sort of the big reveal was like, oh, Mattel's not the bad people. It's actually Ken, for the most part, that's like the antagonist.
0: Yeah, Like, like Mattel really, like, doesn't do anything. Which is so funny.
1: No, it was perfect for the trailer to be like, aha, the plot is gonna be this, you think?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. super fun. Okay, um, what else should we talk about? Uh, I didn't expect to cry.
1: It really hit the emotional beats, I thought. Like, there was yeah. that section, whatever, sort of the climax, was really, it came out of nowhere almost. You're like, oh, damn, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
2: gotta dab the, the tears. <laughs> Are you talking about the conversation between Ruth and Barbie? Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like the monologue of so all the women featured in that yeah. like the, montage. the uh, montage, thank you, are all videos of family members that worked on the movie. So they're all oh. prominent women like who either worked on the movie behind the scenes or were just they're, like, like important related to the people. Yeah. Which is so cool, I think. Um, yeah, that was so touching. Like I mean this is just like this is the movie about womanhood and girlhood and i just eat that shit up and oh that was so touching and so beautiful um yeah i really i really liked that i will say like i have very few negative things to say except for two things so and one of them is related to ruth being like that one scene when she gets first introduced Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i thought that was just kind of weird like that was the only part in the movie where I was like, oh, it's happening. Like suddenly you're in like this like dreamscape where you're sitting down having tea with someone and like, I'm Ruth, but I'm like, okay, this is significant. And like, obviously I I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know this, but I'm like, okay, obviously she like created Barbie or something or like Barbie's based off of her. Like I didn't feel like the reveal was like, as intentional as it could have been, or I, I, that just felt a little bit yeah. weird for that me. That
2: scene definitely felt misplaced. I remember this feeling the same way, and the payoff is so late in the end. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, it's all right, but definitely mm-hmm. gives yeah. a weird vibe. A I, under, I understand that
1: critique, um, but I think it also would have been really weird for her just randomly show up at the end, and you'd be like, "Who the hell? Who?" Like, if she just right. showed up random, like, it made sense that, oh yeah, we recognize her.
0: Uh-huh. But I don't know
1: if there's a be- there probably could have been a better way to do that.
0: Yeah. I, but when she does show up, I like that they poke fun at her. Where they're like, I have tax evasion, and blah, blah, <laughs> like a double yeah. mastectomy, I think is the <laughs> line. Where I'm like, okay, it's weird, I love it. Which is, yeah, the, the entire, th- how I would sum up Barbie weird, but I like it.
1: Yeah. Um, what was your other point? Was your other point um, America Ferrera's speech or no? Um, that's a that's a contentious point. That's like, a contentious a point.
0: Um, and no, though I that wasn't the one I was thinking of. <laughs> though I could comment on that. Um, actually, this is. I think I would have the same thing for the same comment for both Bob and Hi- Barbie and Oppenheimer, whereas like they didn't invest in the side characters enough to like have big payoffs. Like I wish, you know how like Alan is supposedly Ken's best friend, mm-hmm. but like we don't see them interact at all throughout the movie. And so when it's like, oh, poor Alan is like, like that, I I just felt like, okay, he, what? What's happening here other than just Michael Sarah being Michael Sarah, <laughs> which is delightful. And I loved that. <laughs> and like, we shouldn't take Alan away from the movie, but we just need like one more scene to like flush things out. Um, yeah, I just thought that was it.
2: He was a fun surprise. I'm glad to see he's getting <laughs> some work <laughs> doing the same thing. Yeah. I and how about Midge? Midge. <laughs> yeah, Midge. Like similar character.
1: Emerald Ferrell? what's her name? Oh, uh, damn. America,
0: America Friera?
2: That's,
1: that's the main movie. Oh, oh, oh. But Emerald Pharrell, she, she directed she, um, Pretty Young. Pretty Pretty in Pink? No, it's the pretty one that just came out, and she's like, a, she kills people. Promising young woman. Spoiler alert for that movie. (laughs) Nope. But that... Oh, anyway, so she's like really like a talented person and she's just kind of in the background as Midge.
0: Um, Oh, I didn't know that. That's so funny.
1: Um... And then, did you guys know Dua Lipa was in this movie? (laughs) Yeah,
2: did you you not? No, no, I don't even recall which Barbie she was. But I was scrolling through IMDb today, which is hilarious for this movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well,
1: actually, there's like mermaids, and she comes up with different wigs all together. Oh, gotcha.
2: I yeah, it's tough on IMDb to know if she was Mermaid Barbie, because they all just say Barbie, oh. Barbie, 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 oh, Barbie. Yeah. They don't describe them.
1: Which is really funny when the credits roll. That is a good <laughs> bit. When it just says Barbie, 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 all Midge. the way down. Midge.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a really good yeah. bit. Uh, okay, Jason, what did you think of the monologue?
1: The mm. monologue, I thought, I thought it was fine-ish. Like, it was great to have it in there. That's perfect. I do think... It did feel slightly, like, okay. Um, but also, not for me to say. Like, I think it's fine in there. Maybe it was a little shoehorned. It kind of was like a, we're like, ooh, we're going there. Um, it did feel very much like, uh, okay, theater, you better clap after this. And mm. thank God none of no one clapped in either of our showings. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's one of those things where it's kind of like, you're preaching to the choir here, babe. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone going to see Barbie is sort of, probably agrees already.
0: Pro-woman. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But it's been a huge, like, thing where people are like, okay, that was a bit much. And I think maybe it was, but also, what else? I feel like it... It, I, it fit in the movie.
0: Yeah. And what we're referring to, if you didn't heed our warning and just continue to listen and you would have no idea because you didn't see the movie, um, America Fiera goes on this monologue about like, women can do this, but they can't do this. They have to be quiet, but they have to be loud, like all that type of stuff. And it goes on pretty long. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. Like, I understand why it's there. And like, like I said, what I enjoy about Barbie is that there's something for everyone and I know a lot of people who are taking their little kids to this movie. And so I'm like, okay, if I was a 12 year old girl, like that might've been my first exposure to a f- speech like that. Since being 12, I've heard that speech a lot. yeah. And like, it still is, it still hits in different ways every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, I, I do think for Greta Gerwig, who like, I think her writing is so amazing. I was a little bit like, oh, like, okay, okay, okay. Sure. Yeah,
1: it was not really anything we hadn't heard before, but just because we hadn't heard it before, doesn't mean it's still not true.
2: Right. Then, like today, so a little repetition never hurts. Yeah. Highlighting the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Um, Uh, And it it was helpful to the plot too. Like it was a plot point because after she delivers that speech, one of the hypnotized Barbies becomes unhypnotized, and that's how they realize how they're gonna save Barbie Land. So maybe the speech could have been different, but I guess they used it well. Yeah. After that. Yeah. yeah. I
1: oh I also thought that like it was really creative the way they also included it after. I was like, okay, this is sort of fun, and it, they're including it. It's kind of like a joke, and then there's a bunch of funny bits with like stereotypical men things like mansplaining to to the Barbies about different, different topics. That was so um, funny. Like, could you explain The Godfather to me? Or like, could, he, could you put it on, start it over, and talk through the whole thing? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So funny.
0: Um.
2: Would you Would you like to sit by a campfire and play your guitar at me?
0: You for four minutes, like, maintaining eye contact? <laughs> As someone who has gone through that before, oh, heart goes out to the Barb's. <laughs> so tough. Don't do that, Legends. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, wow, what a great movie. I love my life that I am living the same timeline of it and I want to see it again.
1: Yeah, can't <laughs> wait to see what else Greta does. Need to go into the backlog because I'm interested in her. I know she's directed a few things, but she also was an actress before oh. that. Yeah. So that's a really cool thing when people go from actor to director. Yeah. And then oh. Greta's been really prolific, I feel like, in the in the director space. So it's kind of like, whoa, that's really interesting to me. Need to know more about that.
0: Yeah, if you're looking for other recs, I recommend Little Woman if you haven't seen it. And also Lady Bird. That, mm-hmm. These are the big three. Uh, <laughs> the big three. Have
2: you seen the big three? Have you I've seen the th- big three. The Trinity. The Trinity, <laughs> the if the you will. The
0: Trinity. <laughs> <gasps> Trinity Project. Uh-huh. Do we dare go into op? That's enough of Barbie.
1: <laughs> but
0: Back in the box, Barb. <laughs>
1: Is this the thanks I get for putting you bitches on? Is it my fault <laughs> oh, that all you bitches God. gone? Okay, that was a lyric from Nicki Minaj, okay. OG Barbie.
0: Nicki Minaj. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Girlie, to rise up, it is your time to shine. Let's go into spoilers.
1: Okay, the bomb blows up. Yes.
0: Mm. Thrice. Three
2: and times. actually,
1: one thing that was really funny—if you go to the theater this weekend. Um, When both are playing, if you start at the same time, Barbie and Oppenheimer, during the feminism speech, there are bombs going off and the room rumbles.
0: It is so funny.
1: (laughs) It was so funny. We were like looking at you like, okay, the theater's shaking while we're like, women can do this and they can't do this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Um, I listened to a podcast this morning about Oppenheimer just to learn more about like the history of it and like to try and piece together all the names and I was like okay who's Tiller like which ones or Teller which ones who's who's which um so I've learned some things that I thought were kind of interesting um one being there's like this big justice position and I think they did it like a good job about it in the film of like publicly Oppenheimer would be like yes this is amazing but also publicly and especially later in life as his kids grew up there was like one prominent speech at his son's graduation about he's like this is like the worst mistake i've made so like that would have been interesting to see a little bit more on i think they did a good job like like we kind of touched on i think it was cool the way that they did it with like the effects um but i don't know i thought that was interesting
1: yeah, there's a lot of, obviously, moral um, gray area and, like, moral um, dilemmas in, like, the movie. Because, obviously, um, they didn't know if they want, or they were making the bomb for, like, uh, to use against Germany, then Germany, um, now I'm just doing history, then Germany um, surrendered. surrendered, and they were, we were done fighting that war, and they're like, okay, well, why do we keep working on it then? And then they're like, oh, but we still, like, Japan's still fighting, and we... Kind of want to use it against them. And it's sort of like, mm-hmm. it's just interesting the way they're like, we're creating this, but we don't get to decide when it's used, which is like, should they be able to or should they not?
0: Well, and also like when you said Japan's still fighting, like they said that in the film. They're like, Japan's not going to surrender. But yeah. to my knowledge, I believe that was up for debate. Like Japan maybe was going to surrender, but they had gone all this way and invested so much money into building this bomb that they were like, or we're, we're going with it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't talk about that in the film. And that was like literally the one thing that I knew like coming into Oppenheimer <laughs> that this was like a debate. <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of interesting. Um, and then another thing I thought of was um, because this, when they were recalling the history of Florence Pugh's character, they said that she killed herself. And it's kind of implied that she was killed maybe like, you don't really have a firm answer about that.
1: Okay, because I thought there was, like, a glove on her head. Yeah. She was they, going underneath.
2: Yes, they showed it both ways, where uh-huh. it was herself and potential someone killer killing her. They said there was a letter, too, but it wasn't signed. Oh, so that left it up for that's interpretation. Really cool. mm-hmm. Not the thing,
1: but that's cool <laughs> the way they portrayed it, to be like, yeah. we're not making a decision on this. Right,
2: because to Oppenheimer, he really had no idea. It was in a completely different state. He had no way of finding out what yeah. happened actually to her. Oh, That's
0: very clever. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I only half caught that. There were a lot of things to catch, Legends. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to need a second watch, which I do for most
2: things, but definitely here. Maybe, Maybe even yeah. a third. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but yes, back on like the government, the U.S. government, taking this device after it's built and kind of creating reasons to use it. They had sunk $2 billion into it 100 years ago, which is a lot of money now. Yeah. I want to do that uh, conversion and figure out how much they've spent on it. But, um, yeah. I don't know where i was going with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had something. I'll come back with it. Okay. I was going to
1: say, I also thought it was really interesting the way... I, oh, you got it. Go ahead.
2: Yes. It was kind of like um, the way the bomb is set off with a chain reaction that continues until it's a giant explosion. When they started building this thing, it was almost a chain reaction of, okay, once we know it's possible... It's going to be used. They're going to find a way to use it no matter what. If you build it, the U.S. government will use it.
1: Yeah, I also thought it was interesting, kind of that, and then also with the H-bomb conversation where Mm -hmm. they were saying, like, we don't want to be the ones to build it, but um, if we don't, somebody else is going to do it first. Mm -hmm. So shouldn't we do it first? Really interesting moral dilemma there. Yeah. Is there a right answer? Well, that's up to everyone.
0: I, yeah, I don't know. One thing I So, do you think they should have included the perspe- like the Japanese perspective? That's one comment that commentary I saw online.
1: Um that's an interesting point. I think at 3 hours and 9 minutes, no. <laughs> there would not yeah. be enough room for that. Um but I do think that's a story that should be told. Mm-hmm. Maybe not here or but i don't i just that's my i like my thoughts on that
0: yeah i think that there were some things that could have been cut out because the movie though like i was never bored and i said that there were <laughs> some things that like i think i kind of alluded this honestly i can't even remember if i said this whatever i'm gonna say it again if i already said it um like like i didn't have much context so i do wish they had like did more basic rudimentary like here's the war, like, here's where we are in, like, the grand scope of history. But I think they did a great job of showing context of, like, here's how many random people there are. And a lot of the conversations and scenes in movies, in the movie, were like, okay, well, if I turn this dial three things to the left, then I'll get this equation. And it's like, why are we spending, like, that's, like, a large part of the movie where I'm like, I don't need, I don't know if every single random man needed a line and everyone got their moment in the sun. Josh
1: Peck? Yes.
0: I'm like, okay, we could have like cut some of this and like included more important things. Though I do get like okay, there were a ton of people working on this project and like the project was really big and I get it, but I don't know as like a viewer that was one thing where I was like I don't know if I need to know this.
1: Yeah, that's fair. The one thing I would say is that maybe like I I agree that there is probably some superfluous stuff and maybe it would be good to hear from other people but since it is called like Oppenheimer and is about him specifically I think it sort of made sense um that they didn't include too much else besides like the obviously the black and white being not really his perspective and being like a objective fact
0: yeah Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah, and I, I touched on this with Barbie, but, like, building the relationships, like, obviously, there's a lot of twists and turns, especially towards the end with the trial. I think if they had invested just a bit more into the relationships, like, between him and um, Teller, like, because that was kind of a big betrayal, or, like, like, I think the betrayals could have had a bit more payoff. And a bit more surprised, and be like, "Oh, but that's his friend, but like, I think I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that's his friend, like, I know they're friends, but like, how close are they? Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. Um, that's really my one qualm.
2: Yeah. With there being so many random characters, though, it does kind of, like, like we lose track of them, for sure, but mm-hmm. it kind of helps to believe that they themselves would lose track of who's got what information, how is this information being kept in, True. through somebody um,
0: I like oh that. yeah I'll get
2: closer to the mic sorry about that <laughs> um, and for me I'm a huge I'm not a huge history junkie, but for the atomic bomb you're damn right I am I've always been obsessed with Whoa. this and curious Ooh, about it I't did know that yeah I mean I don't like blurt it out all the time but I
1: love bombs I like this,
2: <laughs> I, you know like looking up the YouTube uh videos of the bomb actually being dropped is still pretty unbelievable even after you see it it's hard to fathom like how big that thing is um so yeah i think going in i was really high on it already (laughs) before seeing it
1: yeah i agree i kind of have a similar thing um i have really been recently into like um like scientist like great scientists in history and sort of how are they discovered like these people are so smart and they are discovering things. I know that's happening today, but like the way that you can like discover like what a black hole is yes. or like you're like actually everything is made out of atoms. How did they do that? Who is the person <laughs> with the idea that was like, "Okay, what if it's this?" and then how they test that. And then a lot of it's to do with math. It's so interesting like mm-hmm. they're like, "Well, we think this because that's what the math says." And I'm like, "What are you adding together to get that? Two <laughs> yeah. plus two equals black yeah. hole. What numbers are you starting
2: <laughs> with? I did it. I, yeah, I agree. That was very interesting. As a math as a math major, please that's speak my, on that. my background. Um, one, one of your three. One of my yes, one of my majors. Um, I did love seeing the chalkboard equations and knowing nothing about what any of them said. Uh, but yes, when they were saying in class, in his quantum physics class, so when a star loses some of its energy and starts to collapse, what happens when it collapses all the way? And they're like, go do the math, go figure out. And it's like, oh my God, how can you possibly do that? And also when they're trying to calculate the odds that the testing the bomb sets fire to the atmosphere,
0: that was they cool. came up
2: with an actual percentage, which was near zero, um, but like, yeah, where do you start to get those numbers? Yeah, Intellectually, it's very intriguing.
1: Yeah, and I also really liked um, the first act. I actually was... The first act was really, really good, really hooked me in, which was, like, him, a younger, sort of having these visions or, like, these ideas of what... Of sort of the future of... But of the quantum realm, quantum physics It's sort of abstract pictures and then, like, loud noises and sometimes, like, explosion, like, they intercut. Um, But what I really thought was cool was he... Him, like... As a person who's trying to be like a thinker, he's sort of on the forefront of thinking or whatever um, in a lot of spaces. But he's like, I'm going to go look at, see what people in the other spaces are doing. I'm going to see what Picasso's drawing because cubism was like very, people were like, what the hell? He's insane. And then like Stravinsky he was listening to, I clocked on his um, um, his record player, which nice. is like a Russian um, composer who was very like on the cutting edge of, music and sound like people listen I think people like protested his when he debuted music because people were like that's bad or you know whatever so I just thought it was interesting that Oppenheimer was sort of that person but for science like he was the person like coming up with the new things and people were like well that's not how it's done before that's that can't be right I don't know I just thought it was really interesting wow. so I loved the first act a lot <gasps>
0: That's so fun. You two have such great interests. I am interested in... um, I've been interested in slime lately. So that's the science that I've been into. Science
2: rules.
0: Science rules.
2: (laughs) Another part of the movie that I didn't think or had no clue that we were getting into was the whole communist party aspect of it. Yeah, that was cool. It was a heavy theme throughout the whole thing. And of course, in that uh, time period in history, it was. But I feel like we gloss over that a lot. Um, And it gets... They get painted as, you know, you know bad red commies. But to see mm-hmm. people actually at these discussions talking about...
1: Wanting to unionize.
2: Um, wanting to like unionize. That. and yeah. yeah. It was cool to get an inside look at what those meetings were like potentially back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was super cool.
1: We are just talking about history, but that's what it's about, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah, movie was very yeah, effective, yeah, yeah. I thought. Chris Nolan... Um, he's had critiques in the past of not really great characterization or character work, but I thought... I mean, Oppenheimer's a real person, but I thought it worked really well, um, and I thought it was really interesting, and I was... I don't know. I liked it a lot. It's heavy. It's long. you got to get through it, but it's really good, and I think it really picks up towards the end, too, after the bomb goes off, which I knew this. I was like... The bomb is going to be silent, like the main part of it. I was like, they, there's no noise they can make that would be good for everyone or like that would everyone would be a payoff. I was mm. like, it's going to be one of those, because you've seen that before, like a big war scene or something where it's silent and yeah. it's just more effective that way. Yep.
0: Mm. Yeah, I didn't guess that, Legends. <laughs> but then they kind of, they kind of, they they had me in the first half. I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm at peace. Here we go. And then Boom. At the end, oh, that got me.
1: Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to say um, there's a sound theme throughout that sort of plays when there's, like, inner cuts of, like, bomb explosion exploding going off or, like, fire. And it's, like, this sort of churning or this, like, train sort of chugging noise. And it, uh, you sort of just think, oh, that's, like, the bomb or something. But then it you find out that that's actually the people stomping their feet oh, yeah. in the gym after, like the bomb went off successfully in Japan and they're all cheering for Oppenheimer as he's like walking to the podium. Oh, I thought that was that scene, really cool. That
0: was like my, probably my favorite scene. Yeah. It was so cool.
1: It's very abstract the way mm-hmm. like it sort of looks like the bombs exploding around him in a few different scenes. That's one of them. And then also in like the interrogation or like, uh, whatever, like s- case room where they're looking at his file. Um, I thought that was really effective and really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great ending too, and great beginning with the Prometheus comparison. Oh yeah, that's super yeah. cool. That. I am
1: become death. That's cool too. Mm-hmm.
0: Getting that tattooed tramp stamp.
1: Perfect. Okay, you can't right be silent words. after I say <laughs> that. Sorry.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> Getting that tattoo stamp. Hmm.
0: Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Do the crickets button? No, we don't know what the buttons. We need to label these.
1: Oh, you can't hear. That was Harp.
0: Oh, okay. okay. That's fitting. Okay. That's fitting. Um,
1: and then the last thing I was going to say was, yes, Florence Pugh, Pugh, Florence Pugh is topless. So you will see her.
0: Oh, she's bottomless too. <laughs> we, we saw a lot of Florence Pugh. She was wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope she got paid a lot because I, just as we were talking about filming that one scene, where it's, like, a room full of, like, men in suits, and she's just, like... Going. Going places. <laughs> and speaking of a bomb dropping, wow. Literally. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know. Do you have anything else? I'm no. just kind of, like, grasping at things to say. I'm going to look at my notes one last time. Um.
0: Oppenheimer. Uh-huh. I barely know her. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> but dunce.
1: Um, I kind of said everything except for this one phrase. Cover your ears if you don't like bad words. Everyone seemed cunty at some point. (laughs) That's what I said. Like when you see people, I go, they turn around with the clipboard and he comes in and then they go, this is what we figured out. And they go, my God, sort of thing. I
0: don't know. Okay. I'm going to actually like totally take back what I said where I'm like, not everyone need a line actually everyone having like their one line and being like, this is my comeback, made it like they ate that line up. The line deliveries were so
1: good. Yes.
0: (laughs) They were practicing in the mirror.
1: Literally. Oh, and um, the amount of like actors they have, like not everyone can have a line, but then they have um, Rami Malek as like, (laughs) who is like very good actor, like Oscar winning. And he's just there, like as an awkward guy with a clipboard, in like two scenes. That's so funny. I mean, yeah. he does have a big, a big thing at the end, but uh, I just thought that was really funny. Yeah,
0: that was good. That was good. Um, should we move on to our ending segment?
1: Yeah, I think so. Wait, last, you guys, oh. would you guys
0: rate
2: the movie? Did you oh. rate it on Letterbox? Um, no, I I'm doing fives for both. I, I think. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah. What did you What did you think?
2: Um, <gasps> this will have to be my. Uh, come back to Letterbox. I'll have to re-download. I know, I, Elena too.
0: I know.
1: <laughs> um, but I was going to say, maybe the real bomb was the friends we made along the way. Oh. oh. Think about
0: that. And I will.
1: Don't yeah. think about the 120,000 people that died. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Not to bring it to that point. Now we're going to go on to our favorite segment <laughs> of the week. Um, Anything else? Just want to make sure. No. Okay, perfect. I just
2: want to say thanks for including me on the showings, you guys. That was really awesome. Yes. No, of course. Happy
0: you joined us.
2: As a fellow uh, cinephile. Woo. Yes. And we got a nice little intermission in the middle. Got some dinner at Crave.
0: Mm, Shout out, shout out.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We actually have a free dessert the next time we go. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um... Ally, Let's start with our... No, we start with our nemesis. I was going to say, yeah. actually,
1: I realized we should explain it every time in case we get a new listener, a new <gasps> oh, legend. Oh, true. So at the end of the podcast, we like to do a segment where we say our nemesis and our ally of the week. So nemesis, something or a person that we really don't like that's bothering us, and then an ally, something that we really like or something that um, we're enjoying currently or that we're thinking about. Uh, do you have one you want to go?
0: Yeah, I'll go. Uh, my nemesis of the week is working. I quit my job. <laughs> oh, so. but actually, like I, I, this is the real nemesis because I now I'm poor because I'm unemployed. Well, That's you still have so two tough. weeks. I still of have income, weeks, but now I'm trying to be thoughtful. So I like, there's a bag that dropped, and it was like I really wanted it, and it was ninety dollars, and I was like. I can't be spending so much money all the time. And so then I had to not get the bag, and it's so cute. I'll show you after. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my nemesis me, the consequences of my actions. (laughs)
1: Uh, That'll do. Once you get the job, then you can buy the bag.
0: Exactly.
2: Delayed gratification. Yes.
1: Okay, I'll go next. Um, My nemesis um, is going to (laughs) be. Get ready, people. Um, Giant Adirondack chairs. (laughs) Oh Oh, my God, these are so dumb. Whenever you go to a place and they're like, we have the coolest thing to take a picture of, it's a giant Adirondack chair. And you sit in it and take a picture and it's the same everywhere. Every place has this and it's never interesting. First of all, Adirondack chairs are horrendous to sit in normal sized.
2: (laughs) So you, I was gonna say, I would add normal sized Adirondack, yeah. Christmas.
1: Mini nemesis is Adirondack <laughs> chairs at all. Um, but literally, and then they're like, okay, we got an idea for a tourist attraction. It's not even a tourist attraction, it's like at a maybe it is because, like, I feel like at well, I'm thinking of specifically the most recent one was at the cabin mm-hmm. at this bar in the middle of the woods called Schatzky's. They just had a giant Adirondack chair and. And nobody really goes in it. You go in it for the picture, and I'm kind of like, what is going on? We can come up with better things to take pictures of. And Adirondack chairs are so uncomfortable. You lean so far back, you can't sit up. And they're made out of wood, which is sustainable to a point, but also uncomfortable. That's my nemesis.
0: Okay, and so really sorry to one. interrupt, but um, I just opened up Instagram and the bag was there. Oh! oh the
2: bag, the
0: quilt. Bag. I know, nice. well look at, it has the big bow. Okay, okay. Eric. Wait, that
2: shirt, that plaid is part
0: of it? Yeah, so like it has these oh. big giant ribbons that you tie in a big bow. And there's so many cute ones. Okay, and... we can make that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <My> project. <laughs> Maybe not me, but one. Well, I, have, I got time
1: now. <laughs> You can probably spend $200 to make the same thing, <laughs> <laughs> but worse. <laughs> Perfect.
0: I'll just do that, but worse. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Okay, Air.
2: Okay. Eric, you have something? I do. I have come with preparation. Um, so my nemesis of the week is airport security lines. A pretty obvious one, but I'll say specifically stupidly structured airport security lines. Because last week... I had a very early flight on Thursday morning. I woke up at 4 a.m. Got there at 4:30, and I'm thinking nobody's going to be here, right? I can. What, I like day, to, what day was this? Thursday morning. Oh. I like to chance my flights and kind of get through security and then have 10 minutes before boarding. So I'm thinking 4:30. 4:30. <laughs> it's going to be empty at Terminal Two, MSP. I roll in, I got my bags checked. I go upstairs to the right, you know, and I see this line goes around the outside. Then it goes down the skyway. And I'm like, ooh, I've never seen it turn down the skyway. So I walk down there and am thinking, ooh, ooh, to myself. And then I get to the end of the skyway and I look left. It goes down the entire next hallway to the end of it.
0: <laughs> no. And
2: I almost shit myself. I was like, I'm missing my flight. I've never missed a flight, but I'm missing it. Turns out I made it, by the way. <gasps> I made my flight.
0: Did um, you run?
2: I didn't run. I didn't have oh, to. feel. The line moved really quickly. And... Uh, it was all because they weren't using the zigzagging part near the security. They just spaced it out stupidly, so oh, they yeah. scared the bejesus out of me. So
1: that was what you said, stupidly, stupidly
2: structured, illogically structured lines. It's uh, my nemesis.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess he wouldn't run in a line. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we're glad you made it.
2: Yes, me too. Oh um, wow! And then was... the same thing happened on the way back from Denver. I had the same time flight. But this time, I saw the line and I said, ah, no problem. I got this.
1: I was going to just add, you must get TSA pre-check. <laughs> it's only $90 for four years. Actually, oh I gosh. think it's it might be less because it's like $100 for both TSA Precheck and global entry. And it's so... Even if you take one flight a year, you might as well. You don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take your laptop out of your bag. You don't have to take <laughs> out your liquids out of your bag. You just walk right through.
0: Another ally incoming. Okay, <laughs> boys love TSA Preject. What is it about? I like it's, to stand.
1: It just, you go through. <laughs> I hate the stress of getting ready. You're behind. You're like... You got a hundred things to think of. And first of all, you don't know what they're doing here. Do you have to take the shoes off? Do you not? <laughs> you, do
0: you do not know what they're doing here.
1: <laughs> do you have to use the bin for your bag? Sometimes sometimes they yell at you if you do that. Oh, sometimes they yell at you oh, if you don't mean. do that. Mm-hmm. They're like, put everything in the bin. And sometimes they're like, no bin. I'm like, okay, wait. Can we, TSA? Is there not regulations nationwide? Can't we agree? Um, oh my God. Transportation Security Agency. Um, but anyways, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. For one, pri- the price of one bag, you can get four years of TSA precheck.
0: I'm obsessed with this rant. <laughs>
1: Nemesis
2: is people who don't have
1: TSA precheck.
2: And I'll tell you what, I applied for it along with Global Entry, but I haven't had my examination yet. Will you still get TSA precheck. Not automatically.
0: Yeah. One time, um, there was a boy that, a boy, there was a man that approached me and he was really nice and he said that he was doing that eyeball scan thing and he was like, please sign up for the eyeball scan thing, you know, that they do at the airport.
1: Yeah. What is that called? I don't clear.
0: know. Clear. Yeah. Clear. So then I got pressured into joining clear, but then I deleted it right away so I yeah, didn't get charged. Yeah. Nice. But that was a stressful time for me. And my sister's like, oh no, we cannot be doing that. I love to bring up Lily. She Your never impression of
1: Lily is perfect. It's not Bro, accurate, but she- it. And the yeah. energy is exactly or,
0: on or she's like bro bro please no actually okay wait
1: that's actually perfect i i take back when i said it's not exactly accurate that's exactly what she sounds like
0: she she loves the word bro and it's so silly um okay well i have a an ally and i know before so and like i want to address the sound thing we have two mics instead of three so like I was like, don't worry, I won't be doing an ASMR segment. I lied. I <laughs> actually will be doing another ASMR segment um, because my ally of the week is those chalk smooshing videos that I get on reels all the time. They <laughs> just know what to do when I am stressed and I've been so stressed lately, legends. And so let me just play a little bit for you. Aren't you relaxed? This is what... I, okay, we're done. <laughs> this is what I listen to every night before I fall asleep. <laughs> I just scroll through the truck, and I'm like, wow, this is so satisfying. So they're for sure a huge ally in my life this week. Oh, silence. I love that. No, sorry.
1: We're just... Okay, the reason there's silence is because Eric and I are sharing a mic, and we're leaning away, and then to speak, we have to lean in, but we don't want to, like... Smack each other in the head.
2: Yes, mm. we don't want to bonk each other. Um, but you have slime and chalk on your ally uh, list. Very nice.
0: Damn, I gotta expand. <laughs> I must. No, expand. you know what no. you like. You know what allies. you like. Look, the allies are choosing me. I'm not choosing the allies.
1: Truly. Exactly. Truly. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, my turn. I had some some allies banked, and I had I was self conscious about this, but not mm. self conscious, but. Um, We're here for you Listen to this You guys My ally of this week Is My ally of this week And every week Is When you're listening To a jazz singer Or any other singer And then they get To the end of their phrase And it ends On like an N Or like um, Any sort of Like a Z Maybe Z could be scary <laughs> M or N And they sing Through the consonant And like It's kind of quiet It's very like Intentional mm-hmm. You guys, you have to be listening to this. You have to be listening to... Okay,
0: you. can we have a sample?
1: Yeah, and cool. I thought cool. I should, but I did not have time to prepare Are for this you? episode. You. Oh, like a... Mm, something <gasps> like that. But it's they also sing the word before that, and they sort of end with that. Normally, you'd stop singing, but if you keep singing through the consonant, it's cool. And it's a small little detail that I like.
0: So it would be like a... Barbenheimer.
1: I guess I guess R <laughs> could be. But M and N... Like a barbin, something like that.
0: Oh, that was lovely.
1: And it's really like a super nice detail that's subtle, but really nice when you notice.
0: Mm. Next
1: time you listen to jazz singers, listen for
2: that. (laughs) And I will not be singing in my Ally of the Week segment, but if you want to hear me uh, singing, you can find the YouTube channel Prestige Worldwide Incorporated uh, for a lot of exposing videos. Anyway. (laughs) Um, And actually a lot of rap. Do you sing? There's a few times where I try. Yes,
0: prestige worldwide. Will Ferrell incorporated. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. But anyway, my (laughs) my ally of the week is, and it's actually very recent. Yesterday, (laughs) as I was rolling up to the AMC Rosedale, and I was listening to episode five of your very own podcast, (gasps) Narcissus talking. Oh
0: my gosh!
2: I'm pulling into my spot as you're doing the Succession outro. And I literally grabbed my keys, my phone, pressed the stop button, and it's exactly as the podcast ended. (gasps) So my ally of the week is that feeling when you get somewhere and the song or podcast ends perfectly with when you're about to get out. A little synchronicity for my week.
1: That's really good. Mm
2: -hmm. And then then I was driving, oh sorry, this was Wednesday. Different (gasps) movie, different movie, not yesterday. But then I was driving back to dad's house and the song was about to end. I was like, oh my God, it's gonna happen again. It's just (gasps) my week. And then I could feel myself on the last stretch of the road, like trying to time it. And it was just too forced. I rounded it and uh, it didn't work out. So you can't force those things.
0: No, no, it has to come naturally.
2: Mm -hmm. But the first one was really nice.
0: The ally has to choose you. And it felt like you were chosen in that moment. Yes. Wow. What a wonderful week we've had. I can't believe we've lived through this this time in the culture.
1: Yeah, it's been really great. This is the biggest week of our life. Thank you guys for joining in. You must see both of these movies, and let us know if you agree, if you disagree. We'd love to chat. We love discourse. Disagreeing is good, not all the time. Just don't a certain be mean extent. to me.
0: I've been through a lot this week. There's a Venus retrograde. If legends pulls. <laughs>
1: Anything else you like to say, Eric? Thanks for joining us this
0: week. <gasps> yes, Eric. Come back.
2: Thank you. It's been an honor. Um, No, all I have to say to the legends out there is stay legendary. Oh, please. Perfect. I'm
0: Stop yours. playing with them, Riot. And I'm bad like the Barbie. I'm a doll, but I still want to party. Pink felt like I'm ready to bend. Perfect. Bye, legends. I can't hear it. Bye. Bye. Bye.